This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, Jordan! Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. I pop off. The Clover's there. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss. The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Two Birds on a Bat from the Patio Studios, the original St. Louis Cardinal Party Place, and as always brought to you by our good friends at InnovativeCompanies.com. Residential, commercial, industrial, they've got you covered. Plumbing, heating and cooling, electric, construction, no matter your needs, all four arms underneath one umbrella. That's why they're the Innovative Companies, InnovativeCompanies.com. Call on over there, talk to Randy Green, have him come out. Uh, you'll feel better after chatting with him about your project. You'll feel safe and comfortable. Um, an honest man that looks you in the eye, shakes your hand, tells you he's going to do something. It's going to get done, folks. That's InnovativeCompanies.com. Um, happy to have uh, back with us today on the M4BiYachty.com hotline, the one, the only, Benji Molina, coming to us from warm Arizona. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, guys? What's going on? I'm a little upset today. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm a little upset, buddy. Yeah. I think we lost we lost a chance to get two guys that could help us, man, and they're off the list. Yeah. Uh, well, one of them was Joe Kelly, and the other one was Familia. So uh, I'm not upset like that. I'm just kidding, but you know, he's they're off our list, so the the list keeps getting smaller and smaller, and, and we need to we need to make some moves. So. But we'll be fine, man. We'll be fine. Well, we gotta we gotta make some moves. Um, it's uh, it's it's we're at that point. Um, you know, I you've been on uh, like you know, you've had some guys that you've really targeted. You really liked Familia. Um, I know you like his skill set and how good he is. Are, do you know him very well? Like, do you know the guy himself? No, I don't know him, but I know he's pitching coach for the past few years in the Mets. I know him very good. And he talked to me about Familia and he told me all the things that, you know, and all those things that we discussed before. And, uh, he knows the real deal, uh, things that happen over there. And, and he's a speaking coach for, for many years. So well, that's how I know him. Right. I, I, did, I didn't know if you knew him, but I, I knew you really liked his makeup on the mound. You're referring to the other, the in the off field incident, and um, you know, I uh, had a conversation on Twitter yesterday with somebody like that. I do want to take one minute and just say on that. Listen, I take all that stuff seriously. I don't want bad people involved in anything, but I also don't know what that answer is when um, 
people that their situation we don't know what it is um and to think that we assume yes we we make assumptions and uh, i i don't know but that's what the courts are for that's what governing bodies are for it's it's not for me to judge now if you want to say listen i don't want anybody on my team that's ever been accused of that well okay i don't i respect your opinion i that and and and, and if you're the owner and if you're the owner and you own the team and that's what you want to do that's fine too um i i don't i'm not arguing it i'm just saying that i live in a world where you're innocent until proven guilty and that's just how i feel and does that mean that there's Mm -hmm. Everybody that it works perfectly? No, absolutely not. I know it does not. I just don't know any other way to do it because I also don't think the other way to do it is to just blackball everybody that's ever been accused of anything. So I don't know what the well, answer is. In I, I don't. In 2003, a lot of the owners came out and said, "I'm I'm not going to support players that use steroids." And how and how many players has been caught? How many players has been signed back to to a team even if they use steroids? And they have big contracts too. It's not just anything. They got big contracts after they've been caught. So, you know, this case is different. Steroids or or hitting your wife or, or, you know, or drunk driving and stuff. Those are serious stuff, too. So I'm with you 100%. If they don't want to do anything, if they don't want to do a job or give the guy a job because of that, I, I respect that. But other teams are doing it. You know, or they look at the Mets. They give him three, three years, thirty million. Yeah, and again, and they knew the and they knew the problem. Well, nobody else did. Well, and again, I I don't know what happened. All I you know, I know whatever. I I know it was dismissed. I I don't know. But they did. Yeah. But they did. The Mets did, and they give him three years, thirty million. Right. I I just wanted to clarify that I don't have a great answer for if, in fact, it, it, that he. If he did it and something and something was brushed under the table, I don't know that. I don't know if something di- didn't happen and it was a it was just a bad argument that was that went bad and and I don't know. That's my point. I don't know. And, and but here's what I do the, know: we respect the teams that that you know that don't want him. Well, you know, the teams that want him, we respect that. It's all right. And all we I said that. was, and all I said was, is that I'm said, telling you that I don't know. But I can. The only thing I do know is that, and to this gentleman, you don't know either. <laughs> Unfortunately, only a couple people really know what happened, and that's the case a yeah. lot. So again, if you want to say anybody that's ever accused of this, I'm just going to brush and assume is guilty. Okay, if that's what you want to do, I don't live in that world. Unfortunately, so that's just that's my feeling on it. So it listen, I I, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not mad one way or the other. It, it, it's a it's a bad situation, and I don't know what the answer is because it, it well, I th- well the answer is is be good to every, be good to each other. That's the thing. Is that realistic? Unfortunately, it doesn't appear so. You know, it, men and women, men and men, women. It does. People are awful to one another, and I wish they weren't. But I, I don't. I, I mean, I. But I don't, that's, know, I don't know that's how we fix human. it. So that's human. There's well, hey, listen. That are really nice. Uh, and there's guys that are not. That's just how it, this world is lived, man. You have to get in it because that's the way it is. There's some nice people out there, very nice, and I believe in God, and I believe that God has more nice people out there than than bad. But there's bad people out there. What what can we do, right? So we just got to live through them and, and try to keep the right line uh, in the right lane instead of the wrong one. So 
Uh, And I'm with you. Like, if a team doesn't support that and the team doesn't want to support the guy that have done that or have done trouble, hey, I'm up for that. Like that kid from the football we were talking the other day, Kareem Hump. He hit the woman. He kicked her. Hit her, push her, kick her. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big supporter of that. They, the, any other team could be. You know how many teams are looking for a good running back, and th- that guy is a stud running back in football, and, and they not sign him. He went through waivers. Nobody signed him because they don't want to deal with a guy like that. So I'm, I'm support, big support of that. Right. But in baseball, when that happens, and you know people get upset. I mean, I, I'm, I'm down with the, both sides. I'm down with giving the guy the opportunity because we don't know what happened, but also giving the guy the, the boot when we know what happened. Right. So, well, hey, listen, you had mentioned that you were unhappy because a couple of guys are off the board and uh, things are happening down in Vegas. And thanks to you and, and your relationship as you, you know, as you become a big member of the media, you know, you Spanish broadcaster, you, um, we got a great guest on the, on the show today, all the way from Vegas, Mr. Mark Saxon. Welcome to the show, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to talk with you guys. What's going on? Well, we're very happy to have you as part of Two Birds on a Bat, uh, and you are in Vegas. Uh, it doesn't sound like you're at a craps table or at, at a uh, at a blackjack table. It's you're probably doing some real work. I, I happen to know just from following it. I think the Rule Five draft may have just ended, and it appears surprisingly the Cardinals didn't lose either guy. Um, you know, Rule Five draft probably not real exciting. Yeah, not really. I mean, the Cardinals weren't going to gain anything from it because their 40-man was, was maxed out. So they were really just going to get poached, and I think they're happy that they didn't. Of course, the minor league side's about to start out. You never know. I mean, there could be some great players in there. There have been in the past. Josh Hamilton was a Rule 5 pick. Uh, more recently, Marwin Gonzalez, pretty good player, was a Rule 5 pick. So there are some uh, examples of teams really dropping the ball on their roster management, but so far, the Cardinals have dropped, uh, dodged the bullet. Well, um, I know uh, the, the the Cardinal fans are itching for anything uh, to to go out. I know Benji. You know everybody know if anybody knows one thing about our show and and the Cardinals and needs and things like that. Um, Paul Goldschmidt, great addition. Everybody wants Bryce Harper. Benji Molina is over here, and he's not alone. He's standing on the the grassy knoll over here, and he is screaming bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. Well. Couple guys came off the the list today. Uh, a couple guys that Benji Molina and, and a lot of Cardinal fans had interest in, and Joe Kelly and Jaris Familia. Um, you hearing anything on the bullpen? Yeah, well, it, it, it's moving slowly with the, with who the Cardinals are talking to. Um, it sounds like maybe they're moving a little closer toward, or a little nudged a bit toward the trade side of things. I don't think um, they were particularly close with any of their targets. I had heard that, you know, their, their interest is primarily in lefties. You know, the bullpen as a whole, as, as Benji, you know, alluded to, was not good last year. Not enough strikeouts, too many walks. So I think the belief is they need to buy some strikeouts. They need a little veteran presence there. They love Jordan Hicks, of course. Alex Reyes could be an enormous addition to the bullpen that people are not talking about. But they do probably need one guy from outside the organization. And I think they're going to get him. You mentioned two intriguing names, but they both happen to be right-handers. Zach Britton is still out there. I had heard the Cardinals were not 
hugely high on Andrew Miller. He didn't look very good at the end of last year and had a very major injury. So we'll see. But they're going to get their guy, I think. Benji, I know uh, you may have a couple things for our friend. Yeah, no, Mark, hey, thanks. first of all, thanks for taking up your time, man. I mean, I know it was in a quick notice, and thank you for being in our show with us. This means a lot to us, man. And you have me, you know me, anything you need from me, you you got me, man. So Absolutely. Well, By the way, people should know Benji and I go back like 15 years. I covered him as a player as early as uh, 2004 with the Angels. So one of my all-time faves. Yeah. yeah, no, thanks, buddy. Thank you, thank you, man. No, I got something for you because I saw your Twitter about Jose Martinez, you know, how mm-hmm. how you feel uh, in your heart, you feel like he's not a good fit for the club. And I think where mm-hmm. you're coming from, I, I think you're coming from, from, but I wanted to hear from you what your thoughts are because I think you're coming from the defense side of it. Um, but I want to hear your first so I can respond to you. What do you think about yeah, Jose Martinez? Hundred percent. The only the only reason he may not be a fit for this team is the defensive side, um, and I think Benji, where it stands right now, is they're really committed to you know giving Dexter Fowler at least one more chance to kind of revive his career and prove he deserves an everyday opportunity. There's just too much money for them to feel comfortable eating that contract now at forty nine and a half million left. So. They're committed, to, again, to giving Dexter a shot, and that does, that leaves Jose Martinez with no position because Goldschmidt's the first baseman, obviously. Those are the two positions he plays. Yeah, you could use him. He's a great bat off the bench. You know, I, I actually don't think I would be in a hurry to trade Jose because he's such a good pinch hitter. If you think about his approach at the plate, everything about it, he's, he's a great bat off the bench with power. But on the other hand, I think the team feels – if Jose's not going to get an every, everyday opportunity with this team, he's good enough that he deserves an everyday opportunity somewhere else. So I actually think some of the impetus for this is to help Jose out. You know, he's 30 years old. He has yet to reach arbitration. He was kind of a late bloomer. So I honestly think some, some of it is just as a courtesy to Jose Martinez. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you 100% on that. I know the defense is not there. Maybe he can help himself out by being in one position and uh, and knowing that. But we also have Kyle O'Neill back there that they're waiting for him too, just in case Fowler don't work out. That would be the only reason why I would keep Jose, not only for the pinch eating role, like you said, he's a 30-year-old, but just in case Fowler doesn't work, you know, we got to have one guy there that has done it. And he did a great job last year in hitting. So I would keep him if I were them. And if in the, if Fowler comes out hot or Tyler O'Neill comes out hot or something like that, uh, I think Tyler's the better defender for us. But if they come mm-hmm. hot, uh, then I'll go and trade Jose. But, man, it's so, so hard for my heart to trade Jose right now, man. I mean, after the year he had, you know, it, it, it'll just break I, my yeah. heart to see him go. I, I agree with you in a lot of ways, and people act like it's such an easy thing to do. The guy, by almost every measure, was their second-best hitter last year after Matt Carpenter. That's not easy to replace. So I think he was better than convinced. Matt Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. More consistent. More consistent he was. 
Um, the overall numbers weren't quite there, but I agree more consistent from a, from start to finish. Yeah, way much more consistent. I think uh, I think that's what we look for a hitter, right? I mean, a, a position mm-hmm. player. We look for a guy that that gives you six months uh, instead of a guy that gives you three months. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's one of the things that me and Sosha were talking when they, he was let go. We had a good conversation about all that, and he told me, "Bimo, mm-hmm. I I have guys that get hot for two months, but then they have <laughs> a four month lump." And what do I do? You know, I have to play him, and I have to do this. So it was very interesting. I'd rather have a guy that hits 285 uh, the whole year than a guy that hits 305 because he had three good months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I do. There's that 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 you know is a valid point, and I think the kind of all or nothing approach that a lot of hitters take now is sort of fueling that streakiness to some extent, you know, I don't know that for a fact. I haven't done any studies, but it certainly looks that way. Um, yeah. Jimbo, you got anything? Yeah. I got a question for him before he goes. I've been posing this question. Um, you know, Mark, I don't expect you to, uh, you're a busy guy writing your own stuff. I don't expect you to be uh, knee deep in the podcast world, but we do a show here on Wednesdays. Um, I do with uh, some guys you probably are familiar with, Brendan Schaefer, who writes, um, Kyle Reese, who does Prospects yeah. After Darks, and everybody's favorite Mo's algorithm, you know, the, the faux uh, the thing. I mean, it's all for fun, obviously, you know. I mean, we're just a bunch of guys with an opinion. Um, but the, the premise wow. of the show is it's bow ties and bullshit where analytics meet the eye test. So I presented this question because it's been on my mind. Um, Mike Matheny, um, no longer here, obviously. And I think by all accounts, prob- you know, it was definitely time for him to go, if not sooner. It doesn't even really matter, right? Um, I think everybody had their own personal, like, issues with Mike, even if you liked him as a guy. I think people love to remember him as a player. I know I do. Um, and, and as a person, he's an unbelievable person. That being said, uh, and again, I always jokingly say that social media, especially Twitter, can be the uh, the loud minority because I think we think it's a large amount of people. It's really, to be quite frank, it's about 100 people. But everybody said that mm-hmm. Mike Matheny and John Mabry single-handedly um, cost this Cardinal were, were a huge problem for this team the last three years, which, hey, I, okay, I, it, it, I, I'll, I'll go with that. Um, Whitey Herzog used to say that a manager can lose you or win you five games, and people would say, well, if if Whitey Herzog thinks a, a man like he could lose five games, well, Mike Matheny's lost us at least 10 to 15. And then you add in the whole Mabry thing, so I'm like, okay, so 10 to 15 games. Um, if If those problems are gone and you've added Paul Goldschmidt, how are we not at 95 to 98 wins then? I, I, I The math doesn't add up for me because – even in Mike's worst years, what was he? 83, 82, 85, 85, you know, so just do the, the math. Bullpen, Jimbo. Well, I know that, but my point the is, bullpen. I understand, but my point is everybody said the bullpen was Mike Matheny's fault because he didn't know how to manage it. So if he didn't know how to manage it and now we got a new manager, why do we need new bullpen guys? That's, that's my thing. So I'm trying to figure out how we don't have him anymore. We added Paul Goldschmidt. And somehow that's not enough. That's all I'm asking. I'm just curious if you have a thought on the question. Well, it, yeah, if I could comment just on the math of it, anyone who thinks that a manager and a coaching staff is worth 10 to 15 games in a season, I think it's completely insane. The players win and lose the games. The manager can 
mess up a game every once a week, once a month, because he makes just a really stupid bullpen decision. Um, and, and Benji, I'm sure you guys are aware of that as players when you think that, you know, questionable decisions are being made. Not that you would maybe know, because as I think about your career, you played for some great managers, but 10 to 15 is just way too high <laughs> for if you're blaming Mike yeah. to that extent, you're completely off your rocker. Well, okay. Yeah, no, we, there's no way. There's no way that you can, unless he's really bad. Like, if it did right. really bad and I wasn't paying attention, uh, I give you that. You know what I mean? Like, okay, he was mm-hmm. really bad. But I wasn't paying attention that close as much as yeah. the book. You know what I'm saying? We Remember yeah. two years ago, we lost more than 35 games out of the bullpen when we were leading, leading after six. So uh, last yeah. year, we lost over 30 again. I think, yeah. Well, or at yep. least we we lost the lead after six uh, over thirty games. You can't blame no manager. You have you have guys in the bullpen to do their job. It's not his fault yep. that you signed Cecil to this big deal and, yep. he, and he haven't been proven yet. Or you can even bring right. him to a, to face a lefty. You, you stay with your righty instead of bringing him for what he was paid for. Things like that, you know. So I don't yep. I mean. Unless the manager is really, really horrible, like a guy that's really, really bad, then then you can see fifteen, twenty games or more, you know. But but I don't yeah. know. I wasn't paying that close attention to to Mike like that, you know. Well, I Mike. The other thing, the, the, Go reason, ahead, the reason you want to add, yeah, the other reason I I think the notion is to get a dominant bullpen. It's not just to make it a little better, but the reason you want to do that has as much to do with October as it does with April, right? Because we've seen teams with dominant and bullpens. And two teams ahead of you, Mark. Yeah. Yes. Right, right. The, the, the Cubs, when Brandon Morrow is healthy, have a very good bullpen. And we know that the Milwaukee Brewers had maybe the best bullpen in the game with Josh Hader. So there's something, there's something about the division. There's something about the Cardinals don't have a Clayton Kershaw. They don't have a stud you know, starter who's going to go eight innings in the playoffs and win you a game, they're going to have to have a dominant bullpen. They have a lot of guys who are really good number two to five starter types. Carlos Martinez could be the possible exception, but there's some question about his shoulder. So they're going to, for them to be great, they need a great bullpen. And right now it doesn't look great. Well, and again, I'm just, I'm just going off of some things and I, this is what I like to do, right? I love to play the devil's advocate. So, I mean, I'm going off the things that, you know, I've had people send me the, the article where Mike Matheny was the 30th-ranked manager in the league. He was awful. He didn't know how to run a bullpen. He ran guys in the ground. He did all this stuff. He cost us all these games. He did all this stuff. And I'm sitting here going, okay, well, I, you know, okay, if he's bad, if he's the worst manager in baseball, Whitey Herzog, and, and I think Whitey, I mean, if you're going to trust a guy, I'm going to trust Whitey Herzog said a manager can lose you or win you five extra games a year. Okay. Um, that's what I always said. So if it's five and people are like, well, well, five, and five would have got us in the playoffs. I'm like, okay, I, 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 I'm with you. Okay, so now this year, right, we got rid of Mike and we brought in Goldschmidt. If, you, if you're a war guy or whatever, we added wins for Goldschmidt. We got rid of the five losses from Mike Matheny. Isn't that ten? So I'm just trying to figure and out how we got, we're not at 95. Better, well, you know. Well, we got better 
Well, well, hang on, though. There, I'm glad you said that out loud because here's here's my thing. If the manager's the problem, how come as soon as he left we changed the bullpen? Right? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Talking about when they brought up all the young guys. (laughs) That's right. All of a sudden now we got different guys up there. And then all I'm going to say is this. All right. Because this used to be my argument. And Mark, you stop me when I'm wrong. Benji, you too. I used to say, all right, I understand that everybody wants to point at Mike about the bullpen. But when you hand the, the, I don't care if you brought everybody likes Francona or they liked whoever, Bruce Bochy, whoever. Bruce Bochy and Terry Francona would be handing the ball to the same guy. And that and Mike Schilt went out there and started giving the ball to different guys that they brought up. And then all of a sudden, when those guys ran out of gas, the, the, we had the same shit going on in late September in the bullpen. So everybody's got to yeah, help I mean, me I, here. I, yeah. Well, I mean, part of Mike Matheny's problem, too, was, you know, that the clubhouse was not ideal at the end. As it often is, he had kind of isolated himself. He wasn't listening to the front office. It's more complicated than you're letting on it. I I mean, I'm just being honest here. To say that they fired him because of his bullpen uh, decision-making is just not accurate. They fired him because they were trending to miss the playoffs three straight years, and that's not acceptable for the St. Louis Cardinals. So it's as simple as that. It's a wins and losses business. If you have a job with one of the – you know, bonafide uh, marquee franchises in baseball, you got to do better than that. Mike Matheny would tell you the same thing. So it had nothing to do with any of that stuff, in my opinion, that you were mentioning. I, but that's not what I said. Yeah, and he, and he, but, also, <laughs> but also it's it's the product that you put to Mike, right? It's yeah. the product mm-hmm. that you give Mike, the way that Mike dealt with that product. The product didn't perform for him. But Mark right. has something that is very – true and you said it the the clubhouse guys they probably gave up on him you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. they, they weren't they weren't following his lead anymore maybe i'm just i'm just saying some things that could happen. no that's right i but, mean dexter fowler know. had barely spoken to him he thought he was treated unfairly, and mike just pulled back from that and he knew he was very aware of the criticism that was coming his way he felt it was sort of a witch hunt, and he – I mean, it, it's just the way things go. You know, yeah. as uh, everybody in baseball will tell you, the thing about – they're great jobs, but they always end in divorce. So sure. that's and the bottom the, And line. the same thing happened to, to Mike Sosha, too. If you put yep. Mike Sosha before, he had great bullpen. That's how he won. Yep. That's how yep. he won by the bullpen. All of a sudden, he got young guys in the bullpen – all of a sudden, these young guys are getting getting experience. They're not trying. They're not doers yet. They're just trying right, right. to put their feet wet in the league. So it's really hard for Mike Sosha to win more games like that. You know, like uh, it's, it's it's almost like the same script as uh, Matini, even though it's more games and more years. But Matini had the same guys that he had to give the ball to. If you, I bet you anything, if you put uh, chill uh, in the same situation as Mike was before, you know, before changing Holland, before changing Cecil, getting him out or he was hurt or something like that. He might he might have a little bit of trouble too managing that well, team. The, the 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 team was that they got new guys in and and those winners, the AAA players, they're winners. They know how to win. They yeah. come and they know how to hold the league. 
but which we haven't done it. Well, so, I, yeah, you know that's what changes it. I wasn't saying that that's why they fired him because he didn't know how to handle a bullpen. I, my point was, mm-hmm. if he didn't know how to handle it, and that, and then they should be better, all, right away without adding one bullpen piece. So my question has been, why yeah, isn't I, Goldie enough? That was I all I was asking. That's all I, I was think, asking. I think you're conflating. Um, you're conflating two things: what fans are saying on Twitter and what the team was saying are kind of two different things. So the team never never said that Mike Matheny was the reason they, they, they didn't make the playoffs three straight years. And as Benji alluded to just now, and as I said earlier, and I think we all agree, the players win and lose games. But what they were saying is that things were not ideal. His message was getting lost. Um, as Benji said, and I think this is true, at least with some of the players in the clubhouse, they were tuning him out. And it just wasn't a healthy relationship. Mike Schilt has completely revolutionized that. Um, they like him. They, many of them have known him for 10 years. Um, so it, it has, that, that has been a positive, I can tell you that. Yeah, he's a um, – I know somebody that was uh, involved at, at, when he was at college um, that, that mm-hmm. played with him and, and uh, played for him and – he just raves about, I mean, just how smart he is. And I, he's just a baseball what, intellect. I was just in Asheville. It's funny you say that. I was just in Asheville. He played at UNC Asheville. Yep. And I got the same thing. I talked to his coach. I talked to former teammates. He's, he's just absolutely um, adored back home where he worked his way up from being an American Legion coach to coaching in high school in a very inner city high school to coaching uh, college to getting a scouting job with the Cardinals. I mean, he really worked his way up to a very unusual position to become a major league manager. It's, it's almost unprecedented, and I think it speaks to just the fact he's had success everywhere he's been. He's, a, he's an interesting guy, for sure. What's that? It's really hard. It's really hard not to follow Mike Chills, man. If you mm-hmm. talk to him, and we're going to have a chance to talk to him pretty soon, You'll see why people follow the guy. You'll see why they'll go to the end for that guy. You know, how long is right. that going to last? We'll see. But, right. but but I hope he lasts for a long time because he's a really nice guy. He has a good, a mm-hmm. really good message. And one of the messages I heard, I haven't heard it since my Sosha, he told everybody, we have to get better from the first inning to the ninth inning. We don't have to get better for tomorrow or the series against the Cubs or the series against the uh, whatever. He said to them, and the message almost is, we have to get better from the first inning to the ninth inning. And I haven't heard that in, like, years from Mike Kosha, man. So, I mean, that guy, once you start listening to his talk, it's really hard not to follow the guy. um, I could see that. It's going to be an interesting uh, thing to have him from start to finish and see how it works in, in spring training and how he how he you know does the things and how he does his mat you know like when he works guys in the lineup to see how they do. Um, fans right now, and I'll leave you with this, Mark. Last thing for you, fans are fixated right now on Dexter Fowler, basically being touted as the starting right fielder, no questions asked, almost to some degree. Um, I got to ask you, do you think that's healthy? I mean, a lot of people think. You know, after last year, he maybe should have to earn that spot. Or do you think, all things being equal, he needs to go into the spring training knowing he's the starting right fielder? 
Well, first of all, I really agree with Benji that they're foolish if they think they can bank on that happening, right? They're going to need coverage for right field. And I'm not sure that Tyler O'Neill is enough. Like, this kid has not proven that his hit tool is sufficient to be an everyday major league player. I think he's a good enough athlete in the outfield. The power is incredibly exciting, but the strikeouts really concern you. So if they're banking on him as their everyday guy, if Dexter hits 180 again, that's a huge mistake. I think they need a little more coverage there. I know they have Adolis Garcia. Um, He has not really proven himself in the major leagues either. I just think it's very risky to trade Jose Martinez unless you get a piece back that helps your bullpen enough to sort of offset what you could lose offensively in right field. So I agree with you that you can't just assume that he's going to bounce back to 2017 form because so many of the peripherals of Dexter's season last year are concerning from sprint speed being down to exit velocity off the bat being very low. There are a lot of troubling signs about his season beyond the batting average and the lack of power. You know, um, I, I guess as we look at it, a lot of people probably uh, are excited about Tyler O'Neill and his future. Um, you know, Dexter Fowler, people are obviously, you know, they, they, you know, you've got some people that are on the fence, some people on one side, some people on the other. Um, but it seems like with adding Paul Goldschmidt to this mix, if we get a healthy Marcelo Zuna, Harrison Bader, his defensive hey guys, play. Hey guys, I'm really, I'm really sorry to interrupt you. I got a, I got a bolt. It was a pleasure talking to you guys. Oh, okay. I'm very sorry about yep. this. Mike yeah, Curtis is thank speaking you. right now. Okay, yeah, go thank ahead, buddy. We appreciate thank it. We'll talk so to you much. soon. Thank you, sir. Good. All right. Um, Benji, I'll ask you the question that I was going to ask him. Um, if you get a healthy Mark Marcelo Zuna, um, you get the defensive play of Harrison Bader in center field. You've added Paul Goldschmidt at first base. And that defensive play of Ozuna. Right. Um, if he's, yeah, if he's healthier, right? Like if, he, if he's healthy and ready to go, um, you know, history says that he plays better than he did last year is what you would hope. So you add all this stuff together. Paul DeYoung has been better than advertised at shortstop, no doubt about it. Um, whether I like the way he looks at short doesn't matter. I can't speak out of both sides of my mouth. Nobody likes the way Mike, Matt Carpenter throws the ball to first base, but as I say all the time, you know, it gets over there. Um, you know, I, just because I don't like the way Paul DeYoung looks at short, he makes all the plays majority of the time. So um, that being said, uh, you got a gold glove catcher. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not joking around when I say, and again, I want him to sign more guys, but shouldn't they be better already? They are better already, right? They are better already, and and, and you and we are. They are better already, and we're putting our best hitter, uh, our best hitter in my head, in the bench. I mean, most people. So, I mean, how in the world we are better and we have our best hitter of last year in the bench? I, it's. I mean, again, I. It, it floors me to think about. That's where I was going with the question about Fowler, really. I mean, like, and, and I'm glad Mark answered it, and I think his answer was perfect and dead on. I think your opinion on it is dead on. Um, if the St. Louis Cardinals are committed um, to Dexter Fowler, I think you have to do so with caution. I, I think that – in fact, I don't even think that's a bold statement. I mean, that's almost a Captain Obvious statement. Well, it's almost like you say that, and it's like, well, no shit. But – this, yeah, you know, they are. Yeah, they are I mean, you know, 
they know. I, they know they can't afford to start, have him start how he did last year for a month. They cannot afford that. That cost, no, we didn't lose because of him. I don't want people to get me wrong. We didn't lose the, the you know, the playoff. We didn't go to the playoff because of, of Fowler. I'm not saying that. But having him hurt, uh, you know, uh, not hitting well at the beginning of the month or for two months, right? He was he was really, really having trouble catching up and, and, and hitting good. So to to we cannot afford when you have two teams, Jimbo, uh, in front of you, two, not one, two teams in front of you that are really good player, uh, good teams with good bullpens. You cannot afford to start losing games because of one, two, or three guys. So, like, what I mean is you cannot afford to lose with the bullpen. You cannot afford to lose with a couple guys not hitting. Like, we had Carpenter, we had Fowler uh, struggling at some point at the same time, remember? I mean, yeah. we, we couldn't we – couldn't, we, we can't have that. We can't afford that. And I hope, like I always say, I hope that they understand that point because we cannot afford – if we're trying to make the playoff, which I want to win the division, I don't want to just go into the wild card. I want to win the freaking division. And for us to win the division, we need a, a one guy, like he said, at least in the bullpen. One more guy to help these young kids because I believe the young kids are going to stay there. A couple of new guys that we have that they seem like very, very, very good pitchers, but we'll see. But anyways, we to win the division, we need to have Fowler hitting crazy, and we need to have Carpenter having a great season. We need to have Ozuna back from the surgery being great, Yaddy being the same way he was last year. We need to have Paul Goldsmith to, to have a great season. We need Wong to hit 300. We need Wong to catch everything like he did. We need Paul DeYoung. 24 home runs, 25 home runs in the season, and and play good shortstop. We we need all that. We need we need all that to 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 happen for us to win the division. We're not asking for it. We must do it if you want to win. It's not an ask. It's not like, oh, I hope and I wish. No, no, no. We're asking. That's what we need. You know what I'm saying, Jimbo? Absolutely. I, you know, um, and and you know, because I'm done asking the question. It, it again, it's a it's really a question that just goes back to do we see now how silly it was to not put more onus on the players? Because here we are, and, and the full circle of the question about if if Mike was so bad and John were so bad and they're gone, why are we, and I say we because me too, right? Why are we freaking out that we're not signing Bryce Harper? Why are we freaking out that we're not signing five bullpen guys? Why are we freaking out? Because if he was the problem, he's not here anymore. Okay? So let's, Listen, Jimbo, we let's have move a, on. If we put, yes, let's move on. It's right. If we put Martinez hitting second, which that would be my lineup, right? This is different. This is another thing that I'm thinking. If we put Martinez in second and we have a carp, well, let's, let's leave carp away because we don't know what we're going to get from carp because we saw it last year. But if we put all those guys, the second batter being Martinez, the third batter, Goldsmith, the fourth batter will be Ozuna, and you have Yadi backing those guys up, 
what the heck, man? Uh, don't you think we're better already? With those four guys, with and this is leaving Carpenter out, which it's, I mean, Car Carpenter could have one of the best years. You saw it. And he, when he gets hot, he gets hot. So, I mean, leaving Carp out, and you still got four guys in the lineup that could do damage at any moment. And, and then you have Paul DeYoung coming up being more, more experienced, and, and he can hit 25 home runs uh, out of the shortstop position. Then you have all the guys behind backing them up. Dude, we have a good team. We have a good team. It's up to, it's up to I think, the bullpen to hold up the leads and all that stuff, and we'll be fine. Believe me, I really do believe so. You know, um, it's ear. I'm not gonna. I mean, listen. I'm not gonna say I don't know for sure. But if you if you're like me and you like to um, and you like to to share things and or, or your opinion and things like that, um, I, I can't help but look at it and go, okay. So how in the world does it sure seem to me like all of a sudden we were gonna work on a getting a dominant bullpen? And boy, I gotta tell you, at this juncture. Like I would not be surprised. I am about a thousand percent sure we're going to have a new left-hander in this bullpen at some juncture in this offseason. But it is feeling more and more every day like that's going to be the only addition is a left is one left-hander because I believe they think they've got all these right-handers and maybe they do. But again, we're back to this. They do. They, they pitch well. They do. Those right-handers pitch well. So I guess you know, and 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 that's fine. And if that's what we're going to go with, that's fine. But you know, I, I just think you have an opportunity here. Like Jimbo, Cecil's not going anywhere, buddy. I know. So that's your that's your left-hander pitcher right there. He ain't going nowhere. So when we're talking about one, at least one more guy left-hander, it has to be somebody other than him. So if you get Zach Britton, and and you get and you get, you have two left-handers. You know what I'm saying? It's I not would, only gonna be one. Wouldn't you be shocked that's if why, they? That's why to add to add Miller and Britain or something like that. You know, two lefties out of the bullpen or something like that. It, it, it was not gonna oh, happen. You no, know no, no. Saying? I didn't want them like, to get two lefties. I think they're gonna get one. My thing was I wanted. No, I'm saying what, I wanted a veteran right-hander. I want a veteran right-hander that has been in the back of games before. To I just yeah. that's just me. Yeah. I that's I just I told you. And I told you, Jimbo, we could think whatever we want. It's their head. It's the owner's head. It's the uh, GM head. It's the uh, president's head. The guys who are in charge of making the moves or believing in that team. They could be thinking like what you just said. They could be thinking, hey, man, we have all these righties, Hudson on the bullpen. We have Hicks that's going to be a year older. We got all these guys that are going to have the, be the, the experience. Over here, they're all right-handed. All we need is one more lefty. I bet you anything, that's probably what they were thinking. I was hoping for Familia. I was hoping for Joe Kelly. I was hoping for Cody Allen. That's a good addition. Who knows? Uh, there's other Herrera. Herrera is a great addition. I don't know why people don't count him in because he's a good arm. He's done it before. Maybe somebody knows something that I don't know, but dude. That's a good. That's a good addition. But in their head, in the Cardinals' head, they might be thinking they're okay. They might be thinking they're good, and they just need one lefty, and that's it. That's what. That's what I'm thinking. 
Well, um, and if they do, listen, I say it all the time. I, I want to be wrong. It just doesn't feel right to me to go into this season counting on guys that you just can't be sure about. Now, nothing's guaranteed in baseball, and maybe that warm, fuzzy feeling is a bunch of shit, but gosh darn it, I don't feel warm and fuzzy with Dominic Leone coming off a complete wasted year. I don't feel warm and fuzzy uh, that that all I, I that we have a guy that can pitch the ninth inning consistently. I don't. I don't. And you can handle the ball. That that's what it's called. You can handle that guy. That you can handle the ball too. That's what those guys are. That's when you go out and sign Kimbrell, whatever his name is. That's what you're getting. You're getting a guy that you can just say, hey, man, this is your ninth inning to lose, and let's go. But we don't have that. We, we, we have Martinez, Carlos, but we lose something in the, in the uh, starting rotation. How many of the starters? We haven't even talked about our starters, but most of our starters, not, none of, not many of them won over 10 games. Think about that. We, we had Mikolas. And who else won over 10 games? If you're really thinking about it, I don't think anybody else did. And we haven't even discussed the, the starting rotation, but they're going by feel. They feel like that's what they're going to they're gonna be okay. They feel their rotation's going to be okay. And, man, but the bullpen, I really believe, is going to be a key for us. And if Martinez, Carlos Martinez in the bullpen, we're great. If Alex Reyes is in the bullpen, we might be better. So those names are probably closing. So, hey, man, I'm excited, man. I tell you, I'm excited. I just want to see one more a lefty in the bullpen that gets lefties out. You know, all I want. That's all I want, and that's it. I, I just, you know, it just seems odd to me. Um, it, 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 you have such a problem, right? I mean, you've got a you've got you've got this problem and it just seems like man wouldn't you instead of just trying to patch it up so to speak wouldn't you try to try to make it something dominant you know what i mean like i listen i know i don't think anybody thought that those guys were going to get you know i i don't know why but people are freaking out that Jarris Familia got 3 years and 30 million dollars and and Joe Kelly got $25 million or whatever it is. I There's a lot of money going around here in baseball, and if you can get a, a lockdown guy, I don't – I there's a guys making a whole lot more money than that that aren't very good. That's not a whole lot more money than Brett Cecil's making. So I don't understand that. <laughs> the reluctance yep. here. I See, I'll give the Cardinals a pass on a lot of things. I want Bryce Harper. You want Bryce Harper. We all want Bryce Harper, right? If the price tag for Bryce Harper is what it's reportedly at, I understand the Cardinals going, well, let us know if the price comes down and we'd love to talk to you. I got no problem with that. Zero. Let, let it be known. I I have said on this show and, and had some fun with saying they need to write him a blank check. I, that is a figure of speech. To a certain degree, I understand that if a guy thinks he's worth $500 million for 12 years, that you got to look at that and say, oh, I'm not quite sure about that. I get it. Okay? I get it. But I'm telling you right now, when we start, we haven't even, well, we haven't even come, we haven't even comment on, on how those numbers get that high. 
he's asking for 400 500,000 so he can get 200 250 well yeah that's or the thing yeah who you know knows yeah that's right so who knows what he winds up getting but my point is if the price tag is ridiculous i get it okay i get it but when you have an opportunity to get a guy to that i'm sorry now listen i'm also not naive i i we sat right here last year and said we got to have Addison Reed and we got to have Wade Davis and we got to have, and you know, and Wade Davis was not great last year, but he wasn't as bad, I think, as we all want to make it out to be. He had a bad little stretch. But my point is, Brian Shaw, awful last year. Addison Reed, not good. Juan Nicasio, awful. All these guys that we thought last year we had to have, it just didn't work out, right? Could that happen to Joe Kelly? Could that happen to Jerry Familia? Yeah, it could. But I'm telling you, when, you know, if you have, but at least they went out and got him. That's right, they got and their best guy. And that's where I always come back to on this. As a fan, like like we've said it on here a hundred times, I applaud the Greg Holland signing. Just because he wasn't good, doesn't mean it wasn't a good signing. The car, I appreciate yeah. the Cardinals doing that. Just like I would appreciate them sticking it out there and saying, you know what, we got a young bullpen, we got some guys that have been hurt, we got. I'm not 100% sure what we have. I'm going to go put a veteran presence in the back of this bullpen. And you know what? I'm gambling, but gosh darn it, I've got plenty of money to gamble with. So it's just, you know, it's just how I feel. I, I, you know, if they. You're right, 100% right, man. You're 100% right. We we have to be happy with what they've done. We have to be happy with what they've done. They They brought guys in. A uh, couple of times, I we nobody agreed to the signing. That's okay. That's gonna happen. But most of the time, they're right. Most of the time, they being right, and we have to be happy with them. We have to be happy as an organization. The only thing now, if we haven't made the playoff in three years, right, and and we have two teams that are really hot on our tails, really hot. They're coming off from really good seasons. And they're not going to back down for anything. So when you put those two teams down, that's what makes a difference on the off season. That are not only the three years that we haven't made the playoffs, okay? It's the it's the two teams that are on top of us right now. They haven't changed, and they got better. They got more people. So that's that's another thing. So when that puts a lot of pressure on the off season, that put a lot of more pressure on going and get the guy that you need to put you over the hump. And that's why we're talking this discussion right now. You know the, the you know it 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 really comes down to, you know, you got to compete within your division, right? I mean, I it goes without saying that we've been passed up by both the Brewers and the Cubs. Have we have we improved our team? Sure, we have. But like, and and the Cubs may be stuck because of salary, okay. But that being said. You know, they're looking for their own guys to bounce back this year, right? Like, I'm sure they – I mean, they didn't get much out of Chris Bryant last year. Anthony Rizzo had a rough, had some Howard? rough stretches, right? How about Howard when they gave him that big money? Yeah. He haven't even performed close to what he was supposed to. They're so, dealing – a lot of teams are dealing with the same issues. Yeah. Don't, don't forget that. The only thing is that their bullpen are better than ours. But – uh, other teams are dealing with it. Chris Bryan was dealing with the whole injury all year, and he couldn't have the same same type of deal. Addison Russell dealing with some problems. They couldn't have the same year. They had a better year out of that left fielder that they throw out there. Uh, uh, 
Ben Zobris is older and he's still doing a good job. So they deal with this stuff too, Jimbo. It's not it's not only us. Well, they better be worried about the Brewers. The Brewers just went out and got a left-handed reliever that is good against lefties. He's not great against righties, but he's really good. He's pretty good against lefties. I mean, I this Brewers team's not messing around. That's my thing. Now, people, no. here's my and, and here's the thing. Once again, here's what I'm hearing about the Brewers from Cardinal fans. They don't have any starting pitching. And I'm like, that's what you said last year. Last year, that's all we talked about. That's all anybody talked about. Yeah, 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 but they don't have any starters. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, and that would look at how far they went. You know, um, I don't know. We shall see. It's going to be an interesting, interesting thing. Uh, my hope is um, – I'd sure like to get a dominant left-hander. Um, you know, the, the I I was intrigued to hear. Um, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I don't want to. I I wouldn't trade Jose Martinez, but if they were going to, at least I I. The name associated with him the most is is Will Smith. I mean, you know, he's legit. I mean, there's a guy that's pitched at the back of games. He is left-handed. I mean, he's legit. But if they're going to trade him for Tony Singrani, I got a problem with that. You know, I just I don't know. Nah, they're not going to go there. God, I hope they not. need a big name. They know that they they need a big name and they need to um, they need to go get him somehow. There's there's a lot of left enders out there that get people out. You know, they they're 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 out there and they're looking around. At least they're associated with Andrew Miller. I would give him a shot. Uh, I would give uh, Zach Britton a shot and see what we can do with him. You know, in the back end, you imagine if Zach Britton can can find his ways and 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 have the him and then Jordan Hicks throwing fire out of the bullpen, hopefully better with walks and all that stuff. And I mean, Alex Ray is being healthy out of the bullpen. Yeah, we're going to talk a little uh, bit more about we're going to talk a little bit more about Alex Reyes in the future, only because, you know, it's funny if when you look at a team and you start looking at players, and this is just my opinion, you start looking at a roster and the way it's put together, and then you start analyzing who's going to do what. Like, like for me, like like when I'm sitting here looking at this thing, going, okay, um, I'm coming to grips with the fact that I don't think they're going to sign. I'd be shocked that if they signed a right-handed reliever, it sure looks to me like they're going to go just one lefty and call it a day. So in my mind I sit here and go, well what that tells me as a as a purse as a guy that's following us, it brings uh Helsley into play for me because they had him pegged last year until some shoulder fatigue as a guy that was probably going to come up at the end of the year and really really provide a boost in the bullpen as well. They look at him like they do Jordan Hicks. He's a flamethrower. Um he's got, you know, when he's he's got when he's on, he's got dominant stuff. So that but the then, guy who hurt us last year, Jimbo, was Sheriff. Oh, like him getting, getting hurt. hurt. Yeah, that did hurt. Um, his ability. Yep. Yeah, he's a lefty that can get lefties out. Well, and the other guy, yeah. the other guy too is I think we we all had a lot of hope for Dominic yeah, Leon when we traded too. for him. Remember him? Who? Dominic Leon. We all had a lot of hope for him and his slider from the right side when we traded for him, and he was he never did anything. In a Cardinal uniform, base. I mean, he yeah, was... but I think I think he was mis misused by Martini. I don't think uh, Chills was gonna use him the same way Martini did. Remember, Martini used him four out of five days, uh, and then he got hurt. 
and then Martini used him three out of four days. I mean, Chills probably gonna we're gonna probably gonna do a better job on that. I think and it's probably gonna be better for Leone in the end. Yeah, it'd be nice uh, to see. It, be yeah, it'd better. be nice to see that slider and see how effective it, it can be, and see if he can. You know, like that that year he had in Toronto was really really good. And if you have that guy, that's that's a nice weapon. You know, I mean, I think we all realize and he that. was doing great for us until he got hurt. He was doing great, and then he came back and and went. Listen, Jimbo, remember Mojica? Yep. What happened to Mojica at the end of the year? Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, he got tired. He got this and that." No crap. He pitched five out of six games, dog. Five out of six games, bro. Who does that these days? Of course, he's gonna give up three runs in six outings. Of course, he gave up three or four runs. In six outings, in the last six outings, and they they gave up on him. How the heck do you do that? Now, if if the guy goes for one inning, he gave up four runs, and then the next outing he gave up two, and then the next outing he gave up three. I get that, but the guy gave up three or four runs in six outings when he pitched five out of seven days, five out of six days. But he he pitched later too, but he did good. Five out of seven days he pitched. I mean, he, he just blew up his arm for you. That's what he did. So that can cause arm problems. That can cause a lot of things. You got to be careful with these guys. So Leone, when he pitched those four out of five days, man, I told Polo, I said, hey, watch out for that guy, man. Four out of five days, that's not easy. And if you go to a, to a player and you ask him, are you ready? Are you ready? They're never going to say no. You have to be the one as a manager. To say, you know what? No, today you're a day off, buddy. You pitch two days in a row, third day, no, nah, not a chance. You know, things like that. But if you keep putting him out there because he says he's good to go, heck no, man, that can't happen. So that those are issues that people don't see. Like Jordan Hicks, whenever he pitched the first inning, he goes into the game, he was lights out. But then when they try to stretch him for a second inning, the second inning a lot of times, uh, didn't go so well. I don't know if you remember that, but I do. Right. Yep. Every time he pitched the first inning, it was o- almost, uh, you know, he has his troubles, but but he was out. He was out of the inning. But the ne- the next inning, they tried to stretch him to two, and he wasn't pretty. So you say, oh man, he had trouble. He walks the world. He do this. He do that. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait a second. He doesn't do that when he pitched the first inning. He only does that. When he pitches, they try to stretch him out to the second. So we have to be careful when to stretch him out for two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those those things goes into a, a pitching coach. Those things go into a manager's head, and you should know all that. You should know that the second inning for Jordan Hitch usually, even if you need him, usually is not going to be that great. Usually, at least in the past. So let's hope that that change, right? But in the past, it wasn't that great. In the second inning, and a lot of pitchers are the same way. First inning, they're lights out. When you ask him to pitch the second, it's like, holy crap, what happened to this guy? So you cannot judge the guy overall without knowing all this fact. Yeah, I listen. I, 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 I think, but, but, but today, and this is let's face, it, I can't do anything about yesterday. Today, you know, is Dominic Leone going to be healthy? Can can anybody tell me for sure he's going to be healthy? I mean, I know nothing's for sure, but again, this whole game 
is built on percentages. What is the per- I mean, if you had to put a number on it, how sure are you Dominic Leone's going to be healthy? How sure are you that you're going to get anything out of blah 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 blah? And we can go down the line. That hence my point of I went into this offseason. Let listen. I wanted Bryce Harper more than anybody. Like and I and everybody's sitting there going, "Not me, not me. I wanted him more than you, Jim." That's great. That's my point. A lot of us really love Bryce Harper. We all think he can help us. We all think he's this great transform transformative player. I get all that. I'm with you 100%. But I'm going to tell you right now, if the St. Louis Cardinals traded for Paul Goldschmidt and they went out and signed a, a really good left-handed pitcher that has proven they can get left-handers out, and they went out and got a proven right-hander that has pitched at the back end of games, I would have walked out of this offseason and said, mission accomplished. I, now, would I, have been like, would I have been like happy that we had a chance to sign Bryce Harper or Manny Machado and we didn't do it? No, I'd have been unhappy because I don't know how often you're going to get a chance to sign a franchise-type player like that. You don't have that chance very often. So I would have been unhappy about that. But as far as the team, as far as the prospects of what I see for the team, as far as being good, I would have felt the fact that Mike Schilt's the manager now, I like like everything they're doing. I just don't understand. This almost feels like, and this has been the trend for me personally, you can disagree, you can, you know, anybody out there, it almost feels like... You've got like a job to do and you've got a checklist and you went down the checklist and you got about halfway done and you said, ah, screw it. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like, yeah, we crossed off this one. We crossed off this one. You know what? These down here were going to be luxuries if we could get by, but you know what? We're not going to do it. That's what it feels like to me. And I listen and I hope I'm wrong. hope it doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not wrong. I'm going to say that right now. I am not wrong. The St. Louis Cardinals absolutely should sign a dominant left-hander, and they should sign a veteran guy that has pitched in the back of games. Now, I am definitely right about that, but it could work out with them not doing it because that's how baseball is. But I wouldn't bet on it. We need that left-hander, and they know it. Are they going to get it? We don't know. That's a, that's a $3 million question, right? Well, we don't know, but but the thing is, Jimbo, that we need it, and they know that we have, they know that we have guys right now, teams out there that are better than us right now. They've been showing it to us. You know what I'm saying? They know that they've been showing to us that they're better than us. But guess what? They know that they're gonna have to go out there and get it. They're gonna have to go out there and get better. So. Let's hope that that happens, Jimbo, because we I'm really excited to see the season come back and see what we can do and I mean seriously, I I cannot wait for spring training to come over and see all those guys like last year, you know. I know it's too early, but uh man, I can't wait to see our club and and see how they're going to fight and see who we're going to get now that we have Goldsmith in the middle of our lineup. He's a great first baseman too. Don't forget that. He's a gold glover. So to have that, to have Osuna healthy, uh, Yaddy healthy, to have uh, a carpenter hopefully come back. I mean, I could go on and on, man, but I'm excited. I'm excited, and I hope uh, all the Cardinal Nations out there get excited, you know? And don't forget who we're going to have next show, guys. Don't forget that. Let me tell you, you are doing yeah, you're, you're doing a bang-up job with that. You, I mean, you're getting to work, buddy. You've got guys, I mean – yeah, I, listen, I'm going to tell you out there, folks, how much Benji Molina enjoys doing this show with everybody out there. I get a text from him the other day saying, hey, are we ready to start 
having some guests on. And I said, you know it. Like, what do you got cooking for me? So he says, listen, I, I talked to Mark Saxon. He's at, uh, I think he's at the winter meetings. I'm going to get him. Mike Claiborne's at the winter meetings. I'm going to get him. And, oh, by the way, um, I talked to Mike Schilt, and we're working on lining him up. Oh, and I had talked to Brick Ankiel and Brad Thompson and Jennifer Langosh. So you're not messing around. You See, you've become that guy at the ballpark that everybody loves. And I and just like the fans, see nobody can help but no, love you, man. dude. That's hey, how it is. Yeah, don't forget that, guys. The, these guys that we just mentioned, they have good hearts, man. They they're really good people. They they want to help, and whenever you raise your voice and and say, hey, man, can you do this for me? Can we come on on the show? These people have good hearts, man. And and you know we've been good friends for a while, so they're not. They're not saying no, and that I appreciate that from every single one of them, man. I, I really do appreciate it. When I see them, I'm going to tell them face-to-face, hey, man, I really do appreciate what you did to come on the show. That meant a lot to us. So, uh, But we'll see. We'll see who we got. Hopefully we got Mike Claiborne on the next show. We're going to have Mike Shields coming up. We're going to line him up. Then we got I, – I think I can get Rick Ankiel coming up after that. We'll see. We'll have some surprises for you guys. Um, you know, again, I, I love it. I love what you're, I, I love the fact that you're, you're in it. I mean, I, this is something I say it all the time, you know, in the car when you and your wife called and said, Hey, you know, we're in, I want to do this full time with you guys. I'm enjoying this. And it just meant so much to me. And I know the fans love the fact that you're, that that this is your show, you know, this is your outlet to talk about what you love and that's St. Louis Cardinals baseball. So I appreciate you. I know you got things going on there. Um, you know, I uh, the holidays are coming. We'll have a schedule come out for that. I know next week will be normal, but the holiday weeks will be interesting. Um, as you know, the offices here are closed. So we got to try to figure out that. I don't know that we can go two weeks without doing a show, but we'll figure it out. But um, I, I I hope uh, I hope you're getting your Christmas. Uh, if we have to, we have to. But I hope your Christmas shopping's getting done. Uh, it's already done, buddy. <laughs> we we, uh, we go early. We do it early so we don't have to worry about it later, right? Yeah. Well, hey, listen, man, you're awesome. I appreciate it. Um, I want to thank you for joining the show on the M4BiYachty.com hotline. Uh, please don't forget to check us out at TwoBirdsOnABat.com. You can uh, subscribe to the show, which we're asking everybody to do through there. Um, there's been some changes in Facebook, so um, we're struggling to, to reach as many people as we used to. I don't understand what's going on there, but, uh, I mean, our, the numbers are fine, but we're not growing at the rate we were. So um, the 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 reach, we will, man. yeah, we'll the make, reach. I don't. I, they changed the algorithm again. So you know, we're kind of we're not reaching more people, even though guys are doing what we ask. You guys are doing a great job. You're finding us on Facebook. You're typing in two birds on a bat. You're liking the page. You're you're clicking on the post. You're sharing them. Um, you're commenting, and we're getting more of that than ever. And it's reaching less people. It's it's just it's weird how it works. So, but um, but we just want to make sure that, that if something changes even more drastically that you guys are actually subscribed so make sure you guys do that at two birds on a uh, don't forget to find us on twitter at birds on a bat show if you're a cardinal fan and you follow us we're going to follow you back you heard me mention two birds on a bat on facebook like the page don't forget when you see the pin post make sure you've liked it commented on it and shared it you're eligible for the prizes um uh instagram two birds on a bat show as well lineupmedia.fm is where we are housed uh the podcast network of course now home to your radio the wonderful streaming platform that you can download on your mobile device to all of our partners out there thank you uh randy green innovativecompanies.com as i mentioned before uh 35 years experience second generation craftsman man of his word give him a call 
Meet with him. You'll feel better after just talking to the guy. You're going to find out that everything I say is true. Looks you in the eye, shakes your hand. You feel like you got an honest answer from a true human being. That's Randy Green, InnovativeCompanies.com. Uh, our friends at Adam Smokehouse, uh, guys, don't forget, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, open till 7, now delivering. Find out if you're in the delivery area. And, of course, uh, catering for the holidays. You better get your orders in quick. Best barbecue in St. Louis, Adam Smokehouse on Watson Road. Gators Baseball Academy, uh, real impressed with what they're doing. Guys, their four-pillar system is second to none. If you've got a young one that's playing playing ball, uh, they're getting into softball for the girls as well. The off-season's where you get better, folks. Uh, they've got great classes, great clinics, great camps, great instructors. Uh, they take the, the people that they employ very seriously. You guys need to check it out. Their four-pillar system, again, is second to none. Uh, Missouri, obviously, out in Wentzville, now located in Illinois as well, Edwardsville, Illinois. And, of course, uh, the Gators Baseball Academy, the prep uh, team as well. That's GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. Um, you know, again, uh, M4 by Yachty, thank you for your continued support. Uh, Yachty and his wonderful foundation and everything that he does brings Benji Molina on the celebrity line each week. To our Facebook partners, uh, Mick Light, Art City Media, his massive page when he shares our stuff. We can't tell him how much we appreciate it. Uh, Nate McHenry, RallyScroll.com, great human being, does a great job. Make sure you check that one out. Uh, Cardinals Nation, uh, Cardinals 24-7. Hey, by the way, Benji, you're going to be joining those guys tonight for their podcast. Um, they're really excited about it. Yep. Uh, an opportunity for us to, to, to help them out. They do so much for us. Uh, Chris, Ron, Crash, Larry, the whole gang. Man, they, they promote us like crazy. And, and this is just our way of saying thanks. They've been wanting to get you on for a while. They're excited about having you on, my friend. Yeah, I'm excited too, man. I'll be away. I'll be waiting for that. Yeah, it's a it's just a way for us to help each other out. And again, they're tremendous. They they've got so much going on over there. Positive, you know. They love to have fun with it. And really, at the end of the day, guys, that's what we're supposed to be doing is just having fun with this. Hey, listen, I'm guilty of it. I I take things personal sometimes. I get upset. We're all human. I try to take a step back sometimes and say, you know, do I want to do this? But man, it gets tough sometimes because. You know, there are things you're passionate about. And the one thing we can all agree on, and it's pretty obvious, we're all passionate about Cardinal baseball. To uh, to some of our other Facebook groups that we love, uh, Linda and Vicky do a great job with fans of Yachty or Molina. That's obviously one of the best Facebook groups out there. That group is awesome. Um, they love them some Yachty, that's for sure. I know uh, Benji and, 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 and Yachty, they, they take a look at those posts in there, and I know they're so proud. And you guys do it upright. And every time we put a post in there, it's awesome. Vicky is so great. Linda um, does a great job. That, that one, that's fans of Yachty or Molina. I am a Cardinal fan. Yes, I am with Vicky for sure. Another great one, just a tremendous lady that loves Cardinal baseball. St. Louis Cardinal Crew is one of my favorites. Cardinals, uh, St. Louis Cardinals Nation, STL Cardinals. So many good ones. Cardinal Freak been with us for a long time. No shortage of Cardinal talk, folks, I promise you, out there on Facebook. For all of us here at Two Birds on a Bat, let's go birds. Go birds. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.